Welcome to episode 9 of the Full Metal Lockdown Podcast. I am Tom Roberts, your host, as per every week. Uh, For those of you who are veteran listeners of this show would know that we took a week off last week so that I could get married. And thankfully, I did because I love my wife and I love married life at the moment. But today's guest is AJ Matter from Soundwave, from the Big Day Out, from this and that and the other. And we talk about a lot of stuff, including Soundwave, the Big Day Out, Soundwave, Revolution. For those of you who remember what that is, we talk about who the real headliner was meant to be. But that's in the interview later on in the show. What do you say we kick off the show? Thank you for sticking around and listening to the rest of the podcast, I guess. Uh, later on, like I said, we have an interview with AJ Matter from Soundwave, the big day out, Soundwave touring, this, that, and the other. He's done a lot of things. Uh, yeah, he gives away uh, a few few hints towards Soundwave, I guess you can call them, or one hint. I don't really ask him much about that, uh, but uh, he gives away a huge thing about Soundwave Revolution, which was that festival from back in 2011. Uh, that was headlined in quotation marks by Lads, uh, by Van Halen. Anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, we took a week off from the podcast, and here's why. On the 14th of June, I got married to love my life. Uh, it was a beautiful day, beautiful ceremony. Got married on a wharf on the edge of a river, uh, there was supposed, to, it was forecast for a pissing down rain, uh, wind everywhere, clouds, just bad day, the day before during the rehearsal, started pissing down rain halfway through, we thought, oh shit, we're going to have to call it, uh, on the day, nothing but sunshine, no wind, no clouds, beautiful day, we did our, fo- we had a ceremony, we did our photos out there. We went and did our reception, we got high golf carts, went out into the course, did photos out in the course. Uh, my beautiful uncle Nani uh, did the photos for free for us. And we went back in the reception room and we had a three-course dinner. And it was beautiful. Every single course was just beautiful. And then uh, my lovely sister made this beautiful cake. For me, if you ever need a cake, go to uh, Bella and Ivy Custom Cakes. I'm find them on Facebook. They make beautiful cakes. She made our wedding cake. It was tasted great. It was three from levels, three from flavors: white chocolate mud, red velvet, and mud cake. Uh, chocolate mud cake. But yeah, um, once again, it's a beautiful day. We took a week off, we're back to the end of the season now. This is episode 9, so we have 13 episodes in this season, I can confirm that now. And yeah...
with all the, uh, what do you call it? the soccer World Cup, the football World Cup, if you're a traditionalist or you're going to get angry at me, with all the football World Cup hype going around, did anybody notice that Metal Hammer just did their drawings, their, their uh, uh, how do you put their their ladder for the heavy metal World Cup? Yeah, Australia is fucked. It's a real thing, I reckon. Anyway, uh, India is represented by demonic regression. Sorry, it's in really small writing. So sorry if I get this wrong. Uh, Israel are represented by orphan land, and uh, Israel and India face each other in the first round. USA is represented by Machine Head. Machine Head are quite a good representation, but you're talking about a land where Metallica comes from, where Slayer comes from, where Anthrax comes from, but pretty much uh, where Megadeth comes from, where pretty much all of the greats come from. But yeah, Machine Head are still good. Uh, they face Australia in the first round. We're represented by Parkway Drive. With, I don't know how to put this. Parkway are good, but Machine Head are better. Uh, Australia be fucked. But anyway, uh, England is represented by Saxon, not Iron Maiden, surprisingly. Uh, in Indonesia is represented by Burger Kill. I think it's called, it says. I can't read it properly. So if, once again, sorry if I got the name right wrong. I uh, can't read it properly. Scotland and England and Indonesia are facing each other in the first round. Scotland faces Germany. Scotland is represented by Bleed with from Within. And Germany is represented by Accept. Okay. Sweden versus Canada in the first round. Sweden represented by, by In Flames. And Canada is represented by Devin Townsend. Ooh, that's going to be a good match. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, oh, this one's going to be good. Finland versus France. Finland is uh, represented by Tarasis. And France is represented by Gojira. Ooh. Uh, ooh. Yeah, I can guess who's going to win this, but it will be a good match anyway. South Africa versus Brazil. Sepultura represents Brazil. That was obvious. And Seether represents South Africa. I see the medal. Are they? Anyway. um, Japan versus Norway. I have uh, no idea who these guys are, but uh, Japan's represented by Baby Metal. Yay. And uh, I've never been able to pronounce the names, but I'm not sure if the K is silent. Velatrak or Kvilatrak is representing Norway. Um, I'm going to try and follow this as much as I can. But yeah, that's the Metal World Cup. According to Metal Hammer. Yeah. There's not really anybody that high profile that I could think of to represent Australia in it. Like, there probably are, but I'm not thinking of them off the top of my head. Like, yeah, uh, Sacroptic, Blood Dust. Uh, uh, you're allowed to go into retired bands. Because if you could, Alchemist would win it. 
Uh, but anyway, uh, Park Road Drive versus Machine Head. Hit me up on the Twitter, at Tom underscore Roberts 1989. Hit me up on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Full Metal Lockdown. Or email me, fullmetallockdown at gmail.com. And tell me who you think are all those bands. Who's going to win the Metal World Cup? <laughs> It has taken me like five goes to get this segment done. Well, seven if you include the two times I just stuff up then. But uh, when I th- for thought that I had finally gotten it, my daughter ran up and started knocking on the door. You know, dada, dada, daddy, daddy. It ruined the recording. But, uh, oh, well, I'm not angry about that one. Uh, worst things could happen, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, so right now I wanted to talk about something, uh, which is what I always say at the start of every segment, but is anybody else out there who can hear the sound of my voice via this podcast experiencing really crazy and fucked up weather? Because I am. Right now in Bankton's Bay, the weather forecast is saying it should be around a warm 15, 16 degrees with clear skies, but it's raining, it's windy, and it's fucking cold. I feel like I'm back in orange, I swear to Christ. My toes feel like they've got frostbite. Anyway, uh, so, anybody else experiencing this weather? We're getting, uh, the, uh, the... The offshoot from uh, what's happening in Melbourne and Adelaide, I guess. But anyway, uh, because of this weather, my back cocked it. Yeah, every now and again when the weather shifts, my uh, back decides it wants to seize. And it's because uh, I weigh 110 kilo, and my wife has to pick me up when my back cocks it. Or it has to not pick me up, not deadlift me, but she has to help me out. And She's quite strong, actually. She probably could deadlift me. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and on top of that, I'm quite sick as well. Like, my uh, throat, if it's not coming through, it's quite sore. And I'm talking through it. Uh, I've got a blocked nose. I've got a head cold. And, yeah, my back is really freaking sore. And as always, my legs are sore, but that's why I can't really use them much anymore, anyway. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, hopefully this weather fucks off soon. <laughs> if you get what I mean. But yeah, uh, once again, yeah, hopefully this weather fucks off soon. Because it's pissing me off. Uh, I want to go outside and want to play with my daughter as much as I can. We got her a swing set for Christmas last year. Her first official Christmas, uh, yeah, and she's got daycare tomorrow, so, yeah, hopefully that goes all well. Right now on the podcast, I want to return a segment that, uh, has been gone for a few weeks, I don't know why, I just keep forgetting to put it on there, but I want to return the full metal lockdown tour of the week. Uh, pretty much just means that I'm spotlighting a tour that is happening at some point this year. And, uh, this, this week I'm spotlighting the, uh, kind of tour by Devil Driver and Whitechapel later this year. 
uh, Friday, September the 5th, uh, at the Hi-Fi in Brisbane, that's an 18-plus show. Saturday's the 6th of September at the Hi-Fi in Sydney, that's licensed to all ages. And Sunday the 7th of September at 170 Russell in Melbourne, that's an 18-plus show. The reason why I said it's kind of a tour is that it's only three dates. They get here on Thursday, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go home on Monday. That Australian bands get criticised for calling that a tour, so why can't US bands do the same? Why can't we criticise them for calling that a tour? Anyway, uh, yeah, tickets went to sale last Friday uh, at, at the usual outlets are going to sell my touring so they don't give you a list of the outlets. But uh, hopefully you all know what their usual outlets are. Uh, but once again, with Double Driver, Whitechapel, three dates only uh, in September. That's our tour of the week this week. Here's something really cool. On our Podbean website, which is, I believe it is fullmetalockdown forward slash podbean.com. Uh, let me double check that. Fullmetalockdown.podbean.com. Uh, we have hit 1,008 hits on the website. We've hit over 1,000 downloads. And on iTunes... We've hit over 2,500 downloads or hits, whatever you want to call them. I'm going to call them downloads because I want over 3,000 people to be listening to this show. Now, uh, that sounds like an achievement, but that's 3,000 people over eight episodes. And this episode's been hyped up a bit and people have been coming back and forth to listen to this episode, which is a week late. But yeah. Um, either way, I don't give a fuck, really, because I'm excited to get that. But, uh, hopefully, hopefully we can continue the trend. We have, uh, a few big weeks coming up after this as well. We have Wade McKay, a recall VOR. And then, ending out the season, we have Matt Young from King Parrot. Actually, next up, we have AJ Matter from the... Soundwave, Soundwave Touring, The Big Doubt, this, that, and the other, Warped, AU, whatever, Harvest. Uh, but before we get into that interview, I just want to apologize for the quality of the interview. Uh, we had to, it sounds like I'm on the phone because I am on the phone. At some point, you can barely hear me. Uh, we each had to call a neutral number which is a part of a conference call service, and they recorded it for us. So I didn't get to monitor the levels or monitor the level of the recording or anything like that. So that's why it sounds a little bit off. Uh, Forgive me, you can still hear me, you can still hear him. Uh, The bits where the phones did cut out, I edited it a little bit to make it sound cleaner for everyone involved. Um... Yeah, so what do you say we get on to the only reason why you all listen to this show? I know it's the only reason why you all listen to this show, and I'm going to extend it as long as possible. But uh, yeah, what do you say we get into the AJ Matter interview? (laughs) 
right now on the podcast, we actually have the biggest interview I've ever done, and quite honestly, the only interview I've ever been nervous about. Hang on, stop before. right there. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Full Metal Podcast. Go. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this is actually AJ Matter from Soundwave Festival, the Big Day Out, Harvest Festival, Warp Tours, Soundwave Touring, and God knows what else. Uh, first of all, the first question I actually wanted to ask you is a non-music-related question. I want to ask you in 10 words or less, describe your passion for Liverpool FC. <laughs> Impossible. Impossible. I'd move, impossible, I'd move on if I was you. <laughs> okay. Well, I've actually been bombarded with fan questions. Some of them uh-huh. were just the obvious, like, who's headlining next year. I'm not yep. going to get that out of you, so I'm not going to bother asking that. But one person said, uh, can you give any clues to he- who's headlining either Soundwave or the Big Day Out next year? Uh, I can't talk about the Big Day Out, but on Soundwave, there's four headliners next year. So, oh, uh, headline. Yeah, it's looking pretty good. Jesus, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I know it hasn't happened and it probably never will happen, but uh, someone wants to know, will the Big Four ever come to Australia? Well, we did like the Big Three uh, in last year, 2013. Um, I don't think it'll ever happen. Um, so, you know... Yeah, enjoy, yeah. enjoy your memories of Metallica, Slayer, and Anthrax, and if Megadeth ever come down, then you know, kind of patch that into your memory bank. <laughs> Just would yeah, be the way we to go. can pace them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a weird one that I got, and because uh, I follow you on Twitter rather closely, I I'm sorry. All this. <laughs> I love your Twitter, man. It's funny. It amuses me quite a bit, and. I talk uh, at least at least again. once a day it gets me in deep shit. So <laughs> I'm glad somebody's enjoying it. Oh, uh, um, someone asked me to ask you: Are you a wrestling yeah. fan? Are you a am I a what wrestling fan? fan? Oh, fuck no. wrestling. No, not at all. Not at all. No, I was no. never into it. Uh, I used to love Andrew the Giant, but that's because he was in that movie. What was it called? The Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> great movie. <laughs> Which obviously I, I didn't see because I thought it was really like the name was really girly, and yeah. then one time my missus made me watch it, and I've probably seen it like ten times now. <laughs> and he was also Bigfoot in the Million Dollar Man. Or the no, Six Million Dollar Man. No, really? Yeah, he played Bigfoot. See, no. now I'm amazed by that because I was a huge Six Million Dollar Man kid, like fan as, as when I was like four or five. I even, yeah. I mean, I even had the lunchbox. That was my lunchbox that I took to kindergarten with me. It was a six million dollar man lunchbox. Oh, very cool, very cool. And uh, yeah, he was the only man big enough to fit in the suit, so they hired. Nice. And he got his own action figure, even though he was only on the show for like half an hour. <laughs> that... Fantastic. See, yeah. I'm amazed that I don't remember that because I thought I had an encyclopedic knowledge of that stupid shit. Um, but anyway, there you go. We learn something every day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, one of the questions I got, uh, now that you're one of the organizers of the Big Day Out, will the 2015 lineup be less hipster? Uh, look, no, look, that's one of those questions that's really tough to answer. Look, 
it probably will be slightly less hipster, but um, you know, the big there is kind of more about what's happening currently, and it's yeah. obviously got a totally different uh, identity. And I've always loved the big there for being the big there. I'm, I'm not going to change, you know, I'm not going to try to change that. We're just going to try to improve on what's happening yeah. in recent years. Well, yeah, well, yeah, to reiterate that, the big day out's always been, except for maybe 2008 and 2009, has always been what's happening now. Because people... Yeah, and I mean, not, not necessarily not necessarily hipster or indie or dance or, or you know, that that's always been, to me, the big day out was always bringing all the different tribes together. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and obviously that's become tougher in recent years as... The old tribes that used to come together now have their own specific events. Uh, you know, like metal and punk rock kids have got Soundwave and, um, you know, uh, people that listen to crappy computer-generated beat shit, like, you know, dance music, you know, got their own festivals, etc. So, it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah. You know, but now, now it's more imperative than ever that it has the quality you know, and the value for money to bring people in that have not got their own specific genre event. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, uh, like, people are always telling me, oh, but Nirvana played the big day out. Nirvana played the big day out in 1992 when they were uber popular. Hold on a minute. Um, let me tell you from somebody who was actually there. Yeah. Um... And who actually knew the guys from Nirvana back before they came to Australia? Um, they weren't uber popular. All they had to their name at, at the point where they were booked for the big day out. All they had to their name was the album Bleach. Oh, okay. Um, Nevermind had not come out. Nevermind had not come out when they when they booked them for Australia. And those like Teen Spirit. And all those other singles hadn't happened when they were, but at the time they were booked months and months in advance of the big out. Okay, so uh, I and was sort of therefore, the therefore, no, 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 no. Therefore, they were not even the headliner. You know, it's just that they exploded between the time they were booked and the time they came here. And in fact, they weren't booked by the guys from the big out. They were booked by a guy called Steve Pav, yeah. uh, who's a genius. You know, who who is who's a genius. Anyway, go ahead. Are there any bands you'll never work with again? And if so, uh, who and why? Well, um, tough question. Um, was there a Skylet Drive? Was there a band called the Skylet Drive? Yeah, those guys. So. They're really, they're really, really offended. Like when, when they pull out a sound wave to go and do something else, and these things happen. Look. Uh, you know, COVID in Canberra pulled out a sound wave because they got offered a four-month tour with Linkin Park. You know, and at that point, like, they come and say, hey, is it okay if we pull out? Yeah. Um, you know, to which, you know, we say, well, we don't want to get in the way of your career. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to damage your career. And, you know, we understand it's a four-month tour as opposed to 10 days in Australia. Take the four-month tour. Um, yeah. Call on for one second. I'm doing an interview. Um, you know, do a four, take the four-month tour and do your thing. You yeah. know, and we appreciate them. They're polite enough to come and ask if that it's okay. And, you know, they go with our blessing. 
that fan specifically came back and said to us, well, it's only Australia, who cares? And that really pissed me off. So, yeah, probably yeah. those What about our hardcore superstar from last year's downway? Oh, look, their manager is just a colossal dickhead. Um, so, you know, I mean, that, that, that was its own... <laughs> that was entirely its own case. I mean, I didn't want him on the bill. Uh, the agent begged and begged and begged, and I did it as a favor okay. uh, to their agents. And generally speaking, I've come to learn that it's the band that you book as a favor that becomes the biggest pain in your ass and makes all kinds of ridiculous demands. And, uh, yeah, I guess they thought they should be playing, you know, uh, after Green Day or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they wanted a new sad spot, didn't they, or something like that? Yeah, that was just such, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember getting into a war on Twitter with someone about that, and just going, can you imagine after all the shit they pulled, if they came out, what the fans would treat them like when they got on stage? Well, no, that's not, that's never going to be a problem, because they don't have any fans. <laughs> so, that's not, that, like, that solves the situation entirely, like, don't have to worry about that. Oh, that, that, yeah, I like that. Um, remember, these are all uh, fan questions. A fan also wants to know, will Harvest return this year or ever? Um, it will, probably, in one form or another. Uh, it won't be this year. won't be this year. Okay. No, uh, I mean, this year, this, this year is already half done. So, yeah, yeah, true. Um, but look, it was, it was an amazing event, you know, without wanting to kind of blow sunshine up my own ass, it's probably the best, best festival I've ever been to in terms of vibe and, and, and what was, and you know, and everything that was going on. And uh, obviously, you know, I'd love to see it back, but uh, not definitely not this year. Okay. Well, all right. Last question. It's a bit of an old topic, and yep. I was hesitant about putting it on here, but for my personal submission, it's a fan question, but I would still like to know, Directly from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Uh, what did well, the horse's ass is the case, might be, but go on. <laughs> what did happen with Soundwave Revolution? Well, here we go. That's a really, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, good lord. Well, Soundwave Revolution was actually created for a specific band. Um, Van Halen? No. It was actually specifically put together for Rage Against the Machine. Oh, wow. Holy shit, yeah. I just got a goosebump. Yeah, correct. That's what it was done. And it was all looking great. It was all looking fabulous. And it was going to be Rage Against the Machine and Van Halen. Uh, and then, basically, after eight months of fucking around, and, oh, yeah, we're confirmed. No, we're not confirmed. We're confirmed. We're not confirmed. Um, you know, three quarters of the band had signed on. Zach hadn't signed on, and it just stretched and stretched and stretched to the point where we couldn't wait anymore. We had to announce the tour. Oh, and uh, wow. then obviously we had some massive problems with Van Halen. Um, essentially, where they were coming, they weren't coming. They were coming, they weren't coming, and we'd reached a juncture where if we went any further. You know, we would have had to go on with the event without a headliner. And I didn't think that was... And then, you know, we would have had to keep people's ticket money to pay the costs, etc. And yeah. we came to that 
juncture where, okay, either we cancel it today or we carry on and face the reality that, you know, neither band are turning up to headlines and we can't do refunds because the event's going to have to go ahead. And we had to pay, you know, at that juncture, we had to pay the hard costs, you know, of travel and accommodation and, and venue deposits and staging, et cetera, et cetera. And it was like, well, you know what? The honorable thing to do is to cancel it and give everybody a full refund. And yeah. so that's what we did. Oh, wow. So yeah, there you I, go, for the, for the first time ever. Wow. Yeah, I'd never, ever known that Rage was supposed to be there. Yeah. Wow, that's, yeah. Because they're one of my yeah. favorite bands. The, the festival was a one-off, and it was created for them. Wow. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm just a little bit stunned at the moment. Um, there you go. But the final, final uh, fan question is... In your opinion, should Pantera reform with Zach Wild? Yes, absolutely they should. They should? And I'll tell you why. Hang on. Why? And I'll tell yeah. you why. Because there is a whole, there's two, three, two to three generations of fans that never had the chance to see the band. You know, I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to work on Cowboys from Hell Tour. Um, you know, and that band was just a fucking beast of a band. It was just a fucking beast of a band. I cannot begin to tell you how amazing that band was. And I think, you know, that Phil's in a really good place right now, and he's really focused, and he's probably the healthiest he's been in a long time. Uh, Rex, Obviously, still suffers from the effects of being shot. Yeah. Uh, when he was on stage with Dimebags. And, you know, I think it would be a lovely thing for the three of them, you know, the two of them and Vinny to make peace. Yeah. And so I think if anyone can do it, it's Zach Wilde. If anyone can, you know, can deliver that show and do Dimebags parties. You know, I think a one-off thing of just doing do, do, doing it for the fans, really. Yeah. So, yeah. do you think it would be a one-off show or a tour? I have no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I, I know, I know all three of the I know all three of the guys. Uh, you know, they're all fairly stubborn and in their own way. Um, I'd love to see it happen in any format. Uh. Quite frankly, fuck all of you guys. If that happens as a one-off show, I'm going to be there. So <laughs> I don't really care that much, but I'd like to see it happen, you know, and, and for a tour to happen. So yeah. all these fans that never had the chance to see the band get to see them. Or, or, or as close an imitation of them as as, as, as possible. Uh, I want to ask you, like, that was the last of the fan questions, but okay. I want to ask you, are Fear Factory confirmed for Soundwise 2015? No, they're not, but I imagine they will be. Uh, okay. They, they're keen to do it. We're keen to have them, so I think it'll happen. Okay, so their names aren't on the dotted line, but they pretty much are. Well, they've wanted to do Soundwave for a long time now, and yeah. I've never done it. 
And yeah, they've uh, you done know. a few big day outs from memory. Yeah. Well, I booked them on on a couple of big days myself. But um, but uh, yeah. So hopefully that'll happen. Um, last year at Soundwave, Soundwave two, uh, this year, sorry, at Soundwave. I keep saying last year, but it was the last festival, the 2014 festival. Mm-hmm. There was more Australian bands than I can remember, and mainly because Newstead pulled out, and locals were replacing them at every festival. Uh, my friends actually replaced them in Sydney, uh, Red mm-hmm. yep. Um what I want to know is this year, can we see uh, again? Like, can we will we see more and more uh, lower down, like deprivation, red V? Yeah, red no. Look, this I think you know eventually, eventually you know it'll be all Australian bands, and we'll call it home bank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, at the end of the day, my duty is to the to people that buy the tickets. Yeah. And my job is to maximise the value that they get for the ticket and for the day they're going to spend out there in the paddock. Uh, therefore, I don't give a shit where the band's from. I don't give a shit, you know, what's in their pants or what gender they are or what colour they are or what shape they are. I just want to book the best damn day possible. And yeah. if it hap- if it so happens that a bunch of great Australian bands are in the right touring cycle, then you know you see more Australian bands. And if there isn't a bunch of great Australian bands, I'm not going to go and pull bands out of garages in order to make up the numbers. Yeah, well, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And I I heard on an interview one of the dream tours that you always had was Living End, and you completed that dream by. Putting them on this year. No, it was just one of the bands that I wanted to have on Soundwave. It's really yeah. funny because uh, a long time ago I had uh, an amazing bill that was the Reverend Horton Heat, uh, Living End, and Fireballs. In fact, I think it was the Reverend Horton Heat, Fireballs, and Living End opening. That was like that was back in the early days of Living End. Wow. And I was so fucking looking forward to that tour until that prick Reverend Horton he'd pulled out and the whole tour the whole sold that tour got cancelled. But uh yeah, so there you go. So it had been a long time coming. What appeals you to promoting metal or the heaviest style of the music? Like why did you decide Soundwave was going to be heavy? Well, I never decided that Soundwave was going to be heavy. I mean Soundwave kind of was pretty punk rock when it first started. Essentially Soundwave replaced uh, you know, when we stopped doing, when I stopped doing Wolf here in 2003, you know, we kind of brought Soundwave in. Uh, okay. And then, you know, eventually, you know, and it was a good mix of punk and, you know, hardcore and metal, and then, you know, eventually kind of it, it became a little bit more metal. Yeah. So, um, have you ever promoted a, like, a non-musical thing? Uh, like an art exhibition or anything like that when you were first starting out? Oh, fuck no. No, I had no interest in that. <laughs> I like that answer. Um, yeah. No, listen, I, you know, I wasn't doing this for a job. I was doing this because I love the music. Oh, that, that's a great answer. I love that yeah. answer. Mm. Uh, who were your favourite Aussie? Yeah, I'm glad because I did it just for you. <laughs> 
Yep. Who are your favorite Aussie metal bands or metal bands in general? Oh, no, we had such so great fucking we had such great Aussie metal bands when I was young. Uh, there's a band from Canberra called Alchemist. Or Alchemist, who yeah. are still one of the best bands, metal bands in the world, you know, in my lifetime. Um, Bloodduster, we had so many great bands back then. Well, Alchemist did, uh, they were the organizers for Metal for the Brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And great guys, too. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I feel really bad because I'm supposed to be doing Rod Holden's uh, uh, podcast. And now I've done yours first. Oh, so I feel honoured. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Rod. I'm gonna do Rod's podcast, and I'm gonna do it better than yours. <laughs> if it can't. Cool. Uh, so I had to uh, walk out of the room because my wife started swearing at me. Oh, okay. And I thought we don't need that on your podcast. <laughs> uh, so uh, when King Parrot played, were you excited about them playing last year? Uh, last year. I'm pretty excited about them in general. I think I think they're amazing. I fucking love that band. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing them do Soundwave National next year. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 very very excited about King Paris. Uh, did you catch Red Bee at the Sydney Soundwave Festival? No, I didn't. I think I was having a fight with the police at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or somebody, or the venue. Actually, I was having a fight with the venue at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. About the about the about the piss poor about the piss poor, you know, bars and food and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So uh if you want to we'll wrap up the interview there and okay. I was uh, I I'll save all the good stuff for Rod's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I end every single interview. Because he used to be an alchemist. Choice. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> I end Go every on. single interview with the multiple choice question. Uh, yep. A asks me a question. B, B asks a really strange or weird question by me. Or C, give the quote of the week for next week's show. D, none of the above. <laughs> oh, you can pick one. I don't care. <laughs> well, Go on, I'll, I'll let you pick one. I'll ask you a really strange or weird question. Okay, Do you, Go on. Own, do you own a lucky pair of socks? Um... Yes, I do actually. I must say. Yep. <laughs> oh, very cool. Very yep, cool. they're a pair of bonds from nineteen ninety five or something. Nineteen ninety four, ninety three, something like that. Um and uh yeah, they're a bit worse for wear and I only put them out on special occasions. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Alrighty, well thank you. There those thank horrible you. there are those horrible uh, computer socks, do you remember those really shitty patterns? Yeah, yeah. it's one of those. Anyway, oh, okay. okay. Thanks, thanks, Tom. Nice talking thanks to you. Thanks for being on the show, AJ. Nice talking to you. Nice and finally Good on you. Thanks. Thank Bye. You. Bye. Please hang up and try again. Yep. 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 So what did you all get from that? I got uh, the fact that Red Dance Machine was supposed to come to Australia again. And Zach didn't want to sign the deal. And Soundwave Revolution was created just for them. Wow, how amazing would that lineup have been? For those who have forgotten who were on the Soundwave Revolution lineup, well, from that, 
Uh, it was supposed to be Rage Against the Machine at the top of the bill. And then underneath Rage was supposed to be Van Halen. Then Alice Cooper. Then Bad Religion. Then Panic at the Disco. Then Machine Head. Then Hole. Then Danzig. Then the years in all-time low in Sum 41. Then Alter Bridge, yellow card. Thursday, the Cro-Mag, Sister of Mercy. Oh, the lit, uh, hell yeah, Zebra Head cover. The band I mentioned earlier with this, uh, I don't know if it's Silent K, Velotact or Cavellatac. Anyway, um, they were supposed to be there. Uh... Yeah, the, the lineup has about 40 bands on it, and it was supposed to be Van Halen and Rage Against the Machine at the top of the bill. Oh my fucking Christ. God damn. That would have been fucking huge. That would have been the biggest festival in the history of anything. But it's a little bit strange that he thought that Alice Cooper couldn't pull off the headlining spot. I think he could have, because if you think about it, they would have been able to reduce the price of the tickets. Although, no, no, not at that late stage, they wouldn't have been able to. So, yeah, well, like he said, the only honourable thing to do was pull out of the festival and get the refunds. But, uh, yeah, his views on, uh, on the Pantera reunion are pretty cool. Never thought of it that way, but I have to agree with him. Uh, if you have another view on it, hit me up on the Twitter at Tom underscore Roberts 989. Hit me up on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Full Metal Lockdown. Or hit me up on the email, Full Metal Lockdown at gmail.com. Uh, and let me know what your thoughts are on a Pantera reunion show or tour. Whether it should be just a one-off show or a tour. If it's a one-off show, that fucks over Australia. Seriously, name. AJ said, quite frankly, fuck all you guys, I'll go. That's cool for him. He can't afford it. I, for one, can't afford it. I'm a huge Pantera fan, and there is no way I would ever be able to afford to go to America to watch them play. So if it does happen, I pray and I hope that it is a world tour. But if it's not, I understand why it's not at the same time. Uh, yeah, four headliners with Soundwave. Can you believe it? There are going to be four headliners at Soundwave. I wonder who they're going to be. Well, the, yeah. There's already speculation out there who's going to play, but now we know there are going to be four headliners. wonder which one, who it's going to be. And uh, whether they're all going to be connected. It won't be the big four. I can almost guarantee you that. Uh, like you said, they won't come to Australia. Don't think they ever will. Uh, like you said, uh, click and paste. Make it a thing to your thought bank of 2013 Soundwave Tour. And if they ever come out again. But... Uh, Never say never, I guess. It could happen. And if it did happen, I think AJ would be the ones to one to bring out the big four. But it already happened. We've already seen that ship come and go. And I think we're waving goodbye to it on the horizon. I don't think it will ever happen in Australia. Uh, 
what else did he talk about? Uh, shit, so much. My mind still buzz from it. But, uh, yeah, the biggest thing uh, that comes to mind is Rage Against Machine. Fuck. Can you imagine? Oh, goddamn. Anyway, uh, uh shit. <laughs> um, yeah, for all you fans out there of Hipster, of, of Harvest, uh, not Hipster, that was the big day out question. But for all you fans out there of Harvest, of the Harvest Festival, it did say it will return, just not this year. Uh, but it will return in one form or another. Uh, so this week we're actually going to end the podcast short because we usually go an hour, an hour and a half. But the interview was cut short, unfortunately, because you ran out of time because there were a lot of uh, crackles and pops and we cut in and out of the phone calls and, yeah, it was terrible. So we only ended up getting about half the time for the interview, which is okay. We got a few... Uh, Got to talk about a few things. He's called me on the uh, first big day, I might add. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, it, uh, Rage will tour again someday. And hopefully, they'll come to Australia again. I was lucky enough to catch them in 2008 when they played the big day out. But, uh, it'll be good to see them again. But, uh, yeah, so hit me up on the Twitter or the Facebook or the email at Tom underscore Roberts 1989 on the Twitter, uh, facebook.com forward slash full metal lockdown, full metal lockdown at gmail.com. All links are there. Uh, hit me up and let me know who you think the four headliners of Soundwave will be. On next week's show, we have Wade McKay of Recall VOR. Uh, on the next two episodes uh, of the Fulman Lockdown podcast, and we go, we have a pretty cool interview, a pretty in-depth interview. It's one of my favorites so far. Although every single week, it's one of my favorites so far. So, uh, yeah, come back next week. Hit us up. So, uh, yeah, like I said before, we're going to end the show here. We're going to end it early because the interview ran early. So, uh, yeah, bye. I love you.